For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Sheldon Williams, Sheldon, how are you this fine, uh, this fine January day? I, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm out here in uh, LA, so uh, I, I thought I was gonna get some nice weather, but unfortunately, the first three days is raining. Uh, but it seems to be better now. So, yeah, uh, back in North Carolina, we had the old uh, uh, sub freezing temperatures for two days, and now today it's like almost seventy degrees. So we like it. We'll, we'll take that <laughs> part of it. So. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough of the weather report right we're gonna talk some deep right. basketball um yeah, yeah it's been uh you know kind of uh, uh hot and cold uh or cold and hot i guess is it chronologically there as we talk about the two games uh over the weekend and then tuesday night uh the loss to Pitt. we'll talk about that today uh and then uh uh tuesday night's win at louisville uh by 14 points duke was up 18 in the first half let it get down to three points in the second half before kind of pulling away and making that a more comfortable win. And we'll discuss that. We have some injury stuff to talk about. Uh, you know, Mark Mitchell and Jeremy Roach missed Saturday's game. Mitchell was back last night. Jeremy was for a while. Now he has a new injury. So um, we need to be, have this sponsored by like, you know, a health system or something. <laughs> Cause we're dealing right, with a lot right. of stuff here. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. That's right. But, Speaking of sponsors, I will uh, mention that uh, our sponsor is Bet Online, and we appreciate their support absolutely. Uh, now the NFL playoffs are here, NBA is in full swing. Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get on the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use your promo code Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Um, so, yeah, we uh, uh, we have two games to talk about. First, you know, um, I guess we'll discuss the the loss Saturday night uh, to Pitt. And uh, uh, not a fun night at Cameron for the uh, crazies, for the team. They got behind 9 nothing early. And that was the thing that struck me and – John Shire was very upset with that part of it, the way they came out just without any energy, without any – they were playing without Roach and Mitchell. Neither one was in uniform. 
but um, that start really set the tone for the game. And uh, even though Duke came back and took a small lead for a few minutes in the game, never really had control of that game, did they? No. I mean, uh, over the past two weeks, I was hoping that the upset bug from because it was going around everywhere was going to escape us. And then we started the game with two missing starters. And I'm like, all right, we really got to dig in. We got to really rely on the whole team uh, this game against Pitt. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, hopefully we can find some kind of spark. And then we jump. We, we start off 9, I mean, oh, 09, the first nine points before uh, Flip hit us for two points on the free throw line. And I'm thinking to myself, like, we can't, we're not a team that's able to just flip on a switch like that. And that's something that we can't do. We need help from everybody on this team. This build of our team, we need help for everybody. And the fact that they started this game off, I'm like, well, maybe, you know, they feel a certain way, but, you know, players being hurt. And it's kind of taking us a little bit longer to kind of get into the groove. And then when we, I thought we thought we was getting in the groove with a 16-2 run, and all of a sudden, all right, now we're back in it. You know, sometimes when you leave uh, two starters out, you got to figure out your, your rhythm, and this is something that we haven't had yet. And we are now starting to figure it out. 16-2 run. We take the lead. And then all of a sudden, granted, Pittsburgh, every time we looked around, there was a big play, a big shot was going on with them. So, you know, credit to them. They made big plays throughout the whole time. Every time we kind of made a, a, a move or a strike in distance and things like that happened, and all of a sudden, a tough three-point shot uh, will happen or a big-time drive will happen. I'm like, man, we just can't get over the hump. And, that's something that just, just happened for us, and we unfortunately couldn't uh, overcome at the end. Yeah, uh, most of those big shots were by Blake Henson, uh, Henson number two, yes. Yes. Uh, the the um, veteran and guard. And low. Yeah, and low. That's right. And they, you know, Henson was seven for seven from three-point in the game. That's the first time any player has done that in the history of Cameron Indoor Stadium where they've taken as minimum, you know, minimum of seven three-pointers and made them all. So yeah. you're ready to do it. Like we're talking about a lot of players, right? A lot of great players. Yeah. Have done. So um, hat tip to him. He made it right. So you have to give him yeah. credit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. Uh, but John, you know, Sharon, the team, you know, you want to make it tougher on him, right? He said, but it all goes back to the start. That's what John kept saying was it goes back to the start that Duke allowed them to get comfortable and to not yeah. feel pressure. They played free and, um, a lot of the shots were wide open. Some of them were contested, and he made them anyway. Uh, you know, they just uh, – but Pitt out-remanded Duke. That was another thing that really irritated him, and I'm sure, uh, you know, that's something that, that doesn't sit well with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to be out-rebounded on your home court uh, by a team that you beat by 22 points just a couple of weeks earlier, you know, on, yeah. on the road. Um, so those are all the lessons that uh, – uh, the, the the points of contention that, that John Shire had after the game. And um, I guess, do you, do you want to talk about Blake Henson's celebration? Should we get into that a little bit? Well, I kind of turned the TV off a little bit, so I'm not sure if I saw all of it. I think that he, he stood on the, the score table or? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I think I've seen that on my actual um, social media uh, feed. I turned the yeah. game off, uh, you know, once we wasn't going to win the game. So I didn't get a chance to see that live. But the fact that, you know, I, I go back to Collins. I can't remember his name. Colin something, whatever, from Virginia Tech. When uh, they uh, they beat us and he jumped onto the table and things like that, whatever. 
And this is, I'm sorry, he was on the chair. He jumped on the chair. He's over talking to our fans and things like that. And yeah. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Sean Dockery hits that long half court shot to win the game. And then, you know, it kind of reversed everything. But he was over here doing the same things. I kind of think about it like that game where uh, somebody like that jumped on the table and or the chairs and kind of yelled at that fans. And it, it, it's disrespectful. I think it's distasteful as well. Um, but I get it. You know, a lot of people don't get a chance to meet Duke. So when they have a chance to actually meet Duke, they're going to do what they can to kind of rub it in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it too. And, um, you know, he, he had the passion and, you know, he, he made the shots, right? I mean, he, he had a great, an all time great game in one of the, the premier facilities in, in the sport. So if he wants to celebrate it, I'm cool with that. I mean, you know, it's to the victor goes to spoils kind of thing. Right. So, um, uh, and then and the security got him down pretty quickly. He didn't get out of hand. It wasn't like he went into the stands and was, yeah. you know, physically yeah. confronting the, that, that would have been a whole different matter. Right, and I'm glad right. that didn't happen. So, you know, or I mean, Pitt, fan, or a fan yeah. come out and touch Yes. Him. Yes. Yeah. That was what I was afraid was going to happen, you know, because yeah. you get that going. And, uh, but uh, security did a good job and got him down. And even, you know, Cable said afterwards, you know, he goes, he, he's, he's in high gear all the time. Sometimes I have to put him into neutral. Uh, but, um, it's fine. It was, I mean, you know, hey, uh, Pitt's been through a lot in, in Capel's tenure. And last year they got to the tournament. And this year they're not, they don't look like, don't look like a tournament team. So uh, they get to celebrate a big win like that. Uh, you know, no harm, no foul, right? Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, on paper, they're more talented than their record. And I, I, I give them that. And like I said, credit to them. They shot the ball really well, especially those two guys we mentioned, Hanson and Lowe. They shot yeah. the ball really, really well. Um, the fact that we had two starters out, I thought we kind of band together to kind of help out with those two missing uh, points, you know, people, you know, produce points for us. And I thought we were going to band together, kind of get something going. And unfortunately, we didn't have that. You know, I know they inserted Proctor into the uh, lineup. Then we had nothing come off the bench. And I think it was only Young that had six points. So we had nothing really come off the bench. And the thing is, like, when you give a team that's, doesn't really have anything to fight for confidence they're not playing for anything so anything that basket can be as big as the ocean and obviously it was because they was all hitting big shots every single time that we had a chance to take over the game or do something special they was doing that so they it's hard to play against a team that has nothing to lose and Pitt had nothing to lose and they showed it they played it unfortunately for us we didn't share the ball as much as i would like i think we only had 11 assists uh, get, yeah. getting out rebounded and only had 11 assists. Like, we can't win the game like that. But this is not a team that's built like that. So, we have to have a team that is played together. So, overall, it's a team loss. Uh, this was just a bad team loss for us. Uh, uh fortunately, that the first the two teams that we lost to an ACC, we didn't have a full team to play against. So, that kind of sucks with that. But we can't, we can't just uh. We just can't have teams lose, um, lose to teams like that, especially on the home court. Exactly. And uh, um, so moving forward to Louisville, uh, that was a quick turnaround for the team. Probably good, I think. You know, I think that if they had to stew on that loss for a week, I mean, it would have been, you know, they'd have been ready. But yeah. let's get right back at it, right? <laughs> they got, um, had, you know, practice on Sunday, quick practice on Monday, get on the plane, go to Louisville, and and here we go. And uh, uh, they came out much better at the start of the game. Uh, I think 
They had 10 assists in the first 14 field goals made, which is what you want with a share of the ball. Uh, Duke ended up, you know, out rebounding them by a big number. I think it was 43 to 28. Um, so, you know, wide margin there. Um, uh, Mitchell was back in. Mitchell had a tremendous game. And Shire did say uh, after the game Saturday night, both those guys were close to playing against Pitt. They decided to hold them out. They did, they hadn't done any five-on-five five work, so it was like, okay, let's hold them out one more game. And maybe it cost. I mean, obviously it did cost Duke. So, uh, But they were they, they were both ready to go for the start of the Louisville game. They both back in the starting lineup. Uh, Jeremy had 10 points quick before he uh, twisted his ankle and uh, got hurt again. Mitchell had a tremendous game with 20 points and 12 rebounds. So uh, just a big difference there. Um, and, and, and they're, they're playing a team that's at the bottom of the standings. Right. And so it can be easy to, to not, you know, uh, to, to take it for granted that you're going to win. And I thought it was a good sign that they came out and, and really, uh, took control of that game early. That, that was my takeaway from that game. Yeah. So unfortunately I didn't get a chance to see this game live because in the hotel, we don't get the ACC network. So I had to watch this game, uh, once it hit, uh, YouTube. And I was able to watch it like that um, afterwards. And the fact that, yeah, they're not a good team, but everybody has Duke circled on their calendar. So it's going to be a good game regardless. You know, we got to make sure that we make them lay down. And I'm thinking to myself, like, all right, well, at some point it's going to happen. And they wind up in the second half cutting the game to, I think, three points. They're like, yeah. 15, like 15 minutes or so um, kind of in the game. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah. like, all right, at some point we got to, you got to get it going. Got to get it going. Like you know, get some separation. We can't have two bad losses back to back like this. And I granted, you know, we did miss, uh, you know, Jeremy Roach because like I said he came out with ten points before he got hurt. Tried to give it a go afterwards and still wasn't, you know, okay. Uh, we missed Mark Mitchell who had twenty and twelve. The first two buckets of the game, you know, start off the game with a dunk. You know, we missed that against the pit game. And you come to find out, like you know, you know, Proctor wind up getting it going for us when they cut the lead at three and he winds up having a, you know, a career high at 24 points off the bench, but we yeah. needed that. We needed that push, that spark uh, when the game got close. And I think we responded well for us, uh, for our team, for us to not go down another hole like we did against, you know, a Pittsburgh, you know, it's, it's easy to kind of get into that mindset where we're going to lose and don't have anybody to, you know, to kind of push, pull us out of a bad time. And I think Proctor did a good job of us kind of, igniting us and then it kind of led over to I think it was McCain that hit a big three and a big uh drive and yep. all of a sudden we started to uh, get things back in motion and kind of get that separation going and uh it just kind of late, waited until almost you know 10 minutes or so in the second half for us to get that separation and then you know leave, build on that yeah even though you're right it, you know letting Louisville get from 18 back to three isn't what you want to get back in to have game pressure, but Duke never gave up the lead. They they mm -hmm. never uh, they always made a play at the end and or made a play when they got that close, get it back out to six or eight or nine or whatever. They got back down to maybe five, and then, but then yeah, McCain had a big basket there, and they kind of pushed it. Um, uh, Filipowski had a great second half. He wasn't great in the first half, but he ended up with seventeen points and fifteen rebounds. Uh, so five assists led the team. Five assists, right? That's that's a big deal. That's um, yeah. You know, and 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 somebody else, uh, Sean Stewart, uh, had a big game. Uh, he 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 played. Um, uh, he, he basically took Ryan Young's minutes, and you know Ryan played more uh, against Pitt 
because Duke was not rebounding well. So Shire went to like two bigs with, with flip and, and young. And uh, I think young played 25 minutes against Pitt and had six points and four rebounds. And that's just not enough. Uh, Shire yep. said, he told the team, yep. whoever defends and rebounds is going to play. Uh, this is going into Louisville and he backed it up by playing Sean Stewart. What do you think about that approach? Like taking that narrowing it down to that, that those two areas, that's what's going to decide who's going to play. Yeah. I, mean, I, I love it. I mean, uh, the fact that we need defenders shoot, we really need rim protectors too. And I, I, I get it. We had, uh, you know, Ryan young against a taller team like Pittsburgh, they kind of, you know, battle against them. But the fact that we wasn't getting much out of uh, Ryan Young or the rest of the bench, because we only had six points off the bench in, uh, uh, against Pittsburgh. So the mm -hmm. fact that uh, we didn't score as much uh, off the bench, you know, outside of Proctor um, from Sean, he still brought in energy, had a humongous block, you know, threw it all the way down to Lexington, you know, <laughs> with, that, with that block uh, he had against, against who. But he had a big-time block that kind of energized our team. And the fact yeah. that we had this coming from him, I expect a lot more opportunities for him to kind of play in the game. And I'm hoping that's the, the case uh, going into tougher teams against Clemson and you know whoever else after that. Yeah, Sean Stewart played 15 minutes against uh, Louisville, um, and he scored. Uh, he had um, he had two blocks, you know, six rebounds, uh, just two points, but. Uh, but that's what you need off the, off the bench. I mean, you just need some some energy. Uh, the 15 mm -hmm. minutes he played, uh, you know, he hadn't played that many since I'm, I'm looking here back in in uh, November against like LaSalle and Southern Indiana. He played 18, 11. He played 16 minutes against Bucknell. But since then, in the ACC play, the most he's played in the game is eight minutes. Uh, uh, the the away game at Pitt, which Duke won handily, he got some minutes in that game. Um, but he didn't play at all against Georgia Tech. Uh, that game that Duke won uh, at home, uh, eighty-four seventy-nine on the thirteenth of January. So he didn't play at Notre Dame at all. He didn't play against Baylor at all. So he, you know, had kind of. I think we talked about it recently in another episode. How he'd kind of found, you know, he hadn't done enough in practice to show he could play. And they thought, you know, Young needed those minutes. Well, after that loss to Pittsburgh, everything changed, and uh, uh, it was like, okay, let's see, uh, let's see what Sean can do. He had some. Had some really good practices. John uh, Shire mentioned that last night. And there you go. So sometimes from a loss, uh, you know, good things can come and it forces you to make to look at things differently. And, and that's what we may see now from Sean Stewart. We'll see going forward. Yeah, I mean, uh, the guy is very energetic. You know, the limited time we saw him play throughout the year, we see that how athletic he is and how much energy that he brings with, you know, his athleticism into the game. So, uh, I'm not sure how great of a defender he is, especially with the big guys. Um, but the fact that we have somebody who actually can alter shots a little bit, uh, coming from the weak side blocking, uh, as we saw against Louisville, and just you know being able to rebound because we need help with the rebounding. So if they have a chance to play together or alternate for each other in that second unit, that would be great for us. But we need that, especially come games coming up uh, with the uh, Clemson and Carolina and these teams coming up. So we would need that, especially against those teams. Yeah, because, um, you know, again, we've broken down the schedule and talked about it when we were looking at when Duke's winning streak. We were thinking this Louisville game was kind of the end of one section of, of fairly, you know, uh, teams at the bottom of the standings, right? So mm -hmm. uh, we thought maybe they'd have a 10-game winning streak. The loss to Pitt ruined that. So 9 out of 10 uh, over the last 10 games. That's that's pretty strong. Uh, but now we're getting into Clemson 
at Virginia Tech, at Carolina. Uh, Miami's coming up. Virginia's coming mm-hmm. up. Florida State's. So it's gonna get it's gonna get serious, and uh, it's time for this team to to have that edge. And 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 um, you know, frankly, because of the way Carolina is playing right now, they're they look like a Final Four contender. They're ranked third in the country. They're in first place in the ACC, undefeated. And I know everything doesn't come down to uh, you know how Duke. Is that I don't want to be sacrilege by saying that, but how Duke plays against Carolina, I don't want to get in trouble. But um, you know, but, but the fact of the matter is, you have to look at at they're the best team in the league right now, and Duke wants to win the ACC, right? So sure. right now, there's a gap I think between Carolina and Duke that's pretty significant as far as what we've seen, the consistency, all that. Uh, they're playing really well. They're playing. I put them against anybody in the country right now, and uh, the way Duke played against Pitt. You know, uh, the way they played against Louisville, where they had the big lead and let it get away and then ended up winning. There's some doubt there. So there's some work to be done to toughen up and to make them the kind of team that compete against Carolina right now. Yeah, I mean, there definitely is a gap. Um, but the good thing for us, that gap is only there right now is because we haven't had a fully healthy team. So that kind of is a plus side for us, you know, a positive thing for us because we don't know how how much of that gap would be closed if we had those two games that we lost because of one or two starters not you know playing those games. So right. I would be I'd be interested to see, you know, if we can get especially Roach back because like we we really missed him as you saw with the 10 points he had in the first uh, few minutes before he kind of went out. But the fact that we have these guys playing for us that haven't had a chance to actually be on the on the on the court for us, I think that gap might be a lot closer than what it is, you know, right now. So hopefully by the time we play against Carolina, we are fully healthy. We can really see how much that gap we can close, you know, from this time now to when we play them in a few weeks. Yeah, that's right. It's coming up, um, you know, as we tape here on a Wednesday, it's a week from Saturday over in Chapel Hill, February 3rd. So um, the time is the time is here. It's, it's almost February. And again, yeah. Clemson, yeah, right? It's almost February. That's the time. Um, you know, right now it looks like the ACC, you know, the teams that are going to get in the tournament are Carolina, Duke, and Clemson at this point. That's all you can say for sure um, uh, as far as the metrics and everything. But uh, Clemson is in desperate need of a win like like they'll have an opportunity to get on Saturday. So Duke is going to face a hungry team. They always do at home. Heck, when you go on the road, everybody, their, their biggest game is when Duke comes to town. Mm-hmm. But um, even more so, you know, Clemson has not played as well in conference play as they did in non-conference play so far. They still have a losing record in ACC right now. Um, they're looking to um, to kind of get get back, get right, and I'm sure they're looking at, at the Duke game as a chance to do oh, that. So, just hoping it's not us. <laughs> get, <laughs> get right after us, you know. Go go against uh, somebody else, but don't do, don't get right against us. <laughs> That's right. And also, you know, another factor. It's not not good from the Duke point of view, but uh, Clemson has not played since last Saturday. They played Florida State and won on the road, uh, which is a really good win for them. Yep. So they have the whole week to get ready uh, to play Duke, and they're going to get rested and everything. Meanwhile, uh, Jeremy Roach, you know, was on crutches last night getting on the plane uh, in Louisville as they get ready to fly home. Um, We'll see. You know, he came back. We talk about ankles. He had the knee, and the the knee's fine now, but the ankle – uh, we talked about that with Proctor, right? He had the ankle injury, and it took him four weeks to get back from from his deal. Um, it looked like, you know, Jeremy came back and played after initially getting hurt, which is something that 
Tyrese didn't do a month ago. He was hurt bad enough to where they had to just shut him down that day in Atlanta. So maybe, um, you know, maybe that's a sign uh, that, that Jeremy, maybe his injury isn't quite as severe, let's hope. Um, yeah, he did try to give it a go, but he wasn't 100%, so they just shut him down last night. Um, I don't know. Ankles are, ankles are tricky, aren't they, Sheldon? Yeah, they definitely are. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it sucks that you come off with one injury and then in the very next game that you play, you get another injury. So that thing, you know, kind of sucks right there like that but the fact that you know um hopefully it's not that bad hopefully he's a, a wolverine and he can you know you know recover you know a lot faster when i say wolverine like you no know, logan you know the X yeah wolverine um yeah. so mm-hmm. he can actually uh, recover a lot faster and be healed up but the fact that um we having these problems right now i just don't like it because you know this is the time that we need to start making our push to get ready for ACC tournament and then postseason so I just hate that we are getting these injuries now. I'd rather have them, you know, back in November, December, if that's anything. But I can't control that. We're going to control what we can. And hopefully uh, Germany is able to uh, heal back faster. And then it's not as bad as it is. And we can get them back before or I'm hoping before Clemson. But I know the chances are kind of slim for that. Yeah. Well, again, we'll see the next next couple of days go. I'm sure there's going to be x-rays and MRIs and make sure there's no broken bones in there and there's no, you know, ligament tears, um, whatever. It looked like he just kind of, you know, in a, a, a layup in, in traffic and kind of landed his foot kind of did that little, you know, yeah, yeah, little twist, right. When you land on your ankle wrong. Right. Right. Um, and sometimes, uh, you know, let's have to wait for the medical team to tell us what's going on there. But, um, but the fact that Tyrese Proctor had such a big game against Louisville is a good sign. Because uh, yep. he did not play well against Pitt, he didn't shoot well. He was, like, I think, three out of ten from the field in that game. But last night, he was, you know, twenty-four points. He was really hitting the big shots. Um, you know, McCain, Foster. Uh, you have you have backcourt depth. You don't have as like the experience of you know Jeremy Roach is the season. He's the guy, right? He's the leader. He's the yep. <laughs> he yep. played in the Final Four. The rest yep. of these guys have. Um, so you want to get him back as quick as possible. But uh, in the meantime. You have to go with what you have. And I think, you know, it's 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 time for Proctor to to elevate his game to be a more consistent player, I think. I think he would say the same thing. Yeah, I think um <laughs> we need him to be like that because you no, know, uh the way he ended the season last year, we all was kind of like, you know, very high on uh the possibility for this year, especially with him coming back. Uh but I'm hoping that with this game right here and even though that Roach is kind of hurt because this happened last time when Roach kind of got hurt and he kind of propelled himself to what he was. And yeah. I'm hoping that this is the same thing, you know, for this year as well. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, if we get the old Tyrese back. And I'm hoping that you know that's the case because we've been kind of waiting for that, especially after him being hurt uh, for almost a month uh, at Georgia Tech and then kind of getting back into the swing of things, come off the bench, and now. Uh, if Roach don't uh, play, he's going to be back into the starting lineup again. Yes, and again, just to reiterate, now is the time because you're playing three teams um, that are the next three games are against quality teams with veteran players. Um, Clemson, you know, Joe Girard transferred down from Syracuse. They have PJ Hall. Uh, they 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 have you know, those guys that 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 beat Duke last year at Clemson, and then you know uh, Virginia Tech. We always know about you know Sean Padula. Hunter Couture, those guys that led them to the 
ACC title a couple of years ago in Brooklyn when they beat Duke in the final. Uh, those guys are still there and they're still shooting the ball very well. They're dangerous. And then, of course, Carolina has RJ Davis and Armando Baycott and uh, all those returning players uh, yeah. uh, from those teams. That uh, uh, so it's it's veteran veteran teams they're f- facing uh, from pretty much from now on. But I mean, the, the Florida State's going to have those kind of games. Um, you know, uh, Wake Forest is a better team this year. So uh, the time is here for for Tyrese to really you know uh, up his game and and show that he's he's capable of playing like that. Being that type player, and um, oh, Tuesday night was a good sign. Let's see if he can continue it. Right, I think I think it's a good possibility he could do that. Yeah, hope so. Hope so. That's right. So um, we'll uh, be back to uh, discuss it more uh, as we go forward. Uh, uh, big, big uh, couple of weeks of games here for Duke again with Clemson, Virginia Tech, and, and Carolina. Uh, the next next three after after beating Louisville on Tuesday night. Uh, thanks to Bet Online for sponsoring. Uh, uh, the Believe in Duke podcast. We always appreciate their support. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Uh, we appreciate our subscribers. Uh, the podcast is growing nicely, and we appreciate that. Uh, it's exciting times for Duke basketball. Fourteen and four overall, uh, five and two in the conference. We're almost to the midway point of the conference season. You know, mm-hmm. get done with the next three games. We will be there. We'll be at the midpoint and getting ready to go to DC uh, in March and see where see where the season takes us. So, thanks everybody for listening, um, and we'll see you next time. All right, let's go do. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.